everybody and welcome back to Project Black. This is season two, episode two, and we are here in February during this wonderful month of love. Happy Black History Month to you all. Um, recognizing that it is Black History Month, we thought we'd do a quick check-in. Name some kind of Black history moment or, or just Black history fact that you've been celebrating or intentional about um, bringing awareness to this month. And it can be silly, it can be fun, it can be a classic historical read from Real Housewives of Atlanta, or it can be something, a Black kind of invention. So I'll leave it open because all history is Black history. <laughs> So I'll, so my example, I guess I would call it Black history because I didn't see too much of it this year because people were social distancing. But my favorite thing about um, Black people is that on Twitter during Thanksgiving, people do Thanksgiving clapbacks. So it's so funny to see how people talk about family members, um, dishes, how they respond to boundaries being crossed and stuff. So I, I just love Thanksgiving clapbacks on Twitter. So that's my favorite Black history moment. And hopefully next year we can celebrate in person. So hope, hoping to see more of those clapbacks. This has really stumped me and I've been trying to think on this for quite some time now. So I'm just going to say for Black History Month, I'm just celebrating everybody who is currently making history. I think in the past year and a half, really since maybe 2018, we've seen just a huge wave of young people um, like coming into activism and, you know, really just advocating for themselves, for their peers and things of the sort. So I'm just celebrating um, everyone, just all generations that have really come together to push forward uh, equity and, you know, justice for all. And as to that, I love it. I, I totally agree. And I was thinking, I have, I'll share two examples. One is, um, it's really dope how I think everyone is coming together collectively to celebrate Black culture. Um, one Instagram I follow is the Embracing Black Culture page. And every week, um, weekend, they put together a collection of tweets that just embody the culture. <laughs> um, and so each week I'm laughing. And I'm just like, it's so cool when we all come together and like share moments that we um, can relate to growing up or just different topics that seem to happen in every black household. So those type of like real time black history moments are so cool and so powerful, especially in a time like COVID where we're all feeling disconnected. Um, so that's my silly one. Um, and then I think for a more serious one, so today is February 8th. And so um, it won't be that date when y'all listen to this episode, but it is today is February 8th for us. And Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler is the first black American woman to earn a medical degree. So she was the first black physician in the country and today is her birthday. So really honored to celebrate her legacy and all of the pioneering achievements that um, she accomplished to kind of pave the way for just so many Black women who have come behind her. So I want to definitely shout out her and thank her for her, her work and her legacy. Snaps to that, most definitely. I know that um, at work we had an event in her honor as well. So Black people just getting it done, always and forever. <laughs> So since we are approaching Valentine's Day, we also wanted to talk about love. 
and the importance of self-love. So the first question I have for you all is, so what does self-love look like for you? Or how would you define self-love? <laughs> That's a great question. I think self-love is um, accepting yourself. There's there are definitely layers to this, right? So it's definitely like an internal piece of loving yourself as you are and as you're able to show up and being kind to yourself um, as you learn boundaries and kind of um, parameters for how you need to exist and how you can protect your energy and your health. Um, so I think that's a big part of self-love internally and externally. I think it's um, really just embracing just being who you are, um, showing up as you, as you would like to in the world. I just think self-love is for sure giving yourself grace to exist how you need to and um, taking care of yourself for sure. I definitely second all of that. And I think just to add on, because I think you hit a lot of amazing points, being authentic to yourself in self-love being kind of like a journey to authenticity. And, you know, we grow up and we are given these identities and we embody other identities and we're trying to figure everything out. And I think now in my mid-20s, like self-love is is really honing in on like what does authentic Ryan look like um how does she feel how does she operate what feels natural to me and good to me um obviously in in the realm of not harming others in the process but I think that when you're authentic to yourself like that piece that Bree's talking about um that's internal will be external um and so I think self-love is also honoring yourself um, and honoring that authentic self. And that can mean, you know, establishing and keeping boundaries, um, you know, doing, doing things for yourself that's not just in the moment, but beneficial for the person that you want to be as well. Thank you all. Uh, I think to add on a little bit, I think that self-love is also about being patient with yourself as you grow. And, and I know that like we all, you know, have a lot to work on and have areas that we want to grow, but not focusing on that as like a deficit, but as an area where like you can still work on. So you can still love yourself as you grow and as you change and like, you know, work to become like the person that you envision yourself to be as well. Um, so how about body positivity? So there's a lot of talk about body positivity and it's kind of like a buzzword, especially on social media nowadays. So what do you all think about body positivity, the movement or the term and how it's used today? So I have a lot of thoughts about body positivity. I think the idea that goes behind it is of course righteous and necessary. It, I mean, it sparked from this kind of movement of F your beauty standards. And I think for Black women, especially Black women who have like Afrocentric features and who don't necessarily have the body sizes of these IG models or of actual models, like having thin frames, um, it definitely is important so that we uplift and continue to help shape how young Black girls and young white girls and young Latina and Asian and every kind of girl grows up and how they see themselves. But for me, body positivity has kind of taken a, a different turn, turn in that um, it's 
certain type of body positivity work seems to focus on specific types of bodies. Um, so I think it could be more inclusive, but of course it requires people being open to sharing kind of vulnerabilities. And I know not everyone is at that place. And so I see a lot of body positivity on Instagram. That's definitely um, wonderful to see. And it, it does have people embracing stretch marks or other aspects of uh, their body that didn't necessarily, they didn't love or that they're growing to love, but not all kind of plus size women, for instance, are shapely and have curves and hips and, and boobs. And so for me, the body positivity posts that I see kind of don't always reflect that. Like the people who are pushing this idea of like, oh, love people, no matter what they look like, are still kind of stuck in a box. Um, but I will say of everybody that I've seen that's really pushed for this inclusivity, I think Rihanna does a really great job. Uh, she is someone who really pushes like loving your body, no matter what it looks like at every stage, um, just because her models and the people that she's including in her runway shows really across the gamut are all kinds of shapes, sizes, heights, everything. And so colors. So like she's doing a really, I think, pushing us in the right direction for what it means to truly be body positive and inclusive. So I have more to say, but I'll stop there. Yeah, I the, the body positivity movement is definitely loaded and definitely controversial because like my natural inclination was to be, you know, to celebrate real bodies. And I love seeing real bodies like on my Instagram, not just like these picture perfect, whatever. Um, but then kind of like the deeper you go, you also see the push for people who have, you know, have had plastic surgery also being like it's okay to be body positive like I shouldn't be ashamed for having plastic surgery too so I think what's missing from the movement is it's just sad that it's like it's still like the point of reference is still to Eurocentric thin body standards because that's always the it's always the baseline for you know the comparison to quote-unquote real bodies and then those who you know, do do plastic surgery for whatever the reason is. Um, and then the other thought that I had was, I think what's kind of missing from the body positivity movement is Black men and bigger Black men and bigger Black straight men. Uh, we've definitely seen the LGBTQ community definitely uh, I think they're probably one of the most supportive groups you'll ever find, <laughs> but we've definitely seen some representation, but I think also just recognizing the fact that men have body insecurities too, and they have vulnerability too, and, you know, I know, I think this started from a thing for women by women, but I would love to see men have the space to kind of to be vulnerable and to know that it's okay that, you know, hey, like I'm, I'm vulnerable about this too. And that space doesn't have to be held by women. Um, that space can be held by men for men, for sure. And I'm sure there are people doing that work out there. And if anybody knows of people doing that work, I think we'd all agree that we would love to, you know, promote that. So any of our listeners can also find community there or support it there. But yeah, um, inclusiveness is hard and I think I struggle with 
what's meant to be inclusive and what's meant to be like an affinity space and how you balance those things. And so the body positivity movement, I get a little bit confused about. So I just worry about myself (laughs) in that respect. And I'm like, you know, am I checking in with myself and my body and how I feel and how it feels and what it's telling me what it needs and, and whatnot. I think you all hit it right on the head. Uh, I think that also the body positivity movement is missing a lot of inclusiveness. And I'm so glad that you brought up Rihanna's fashion um, show because I watched it, I think uh, last year and it was great. I I saw like a pregnant woman was walking the runway and that's never something that you see like in your typical runway. And I'm so glad that she like shows like different bodies and different like people with folks with different abilities, whether they're pregnant, not pregnant. So she really did a good job of like pushing the industry to like that there is beauty in like all bodies. And that's something that's missing. It seems like the body positivity celebrates bodies that look a certain way. They're only positive about certain bodies, which is, uh, which is something that needs to change. But um, one quote that I read online about pos- body positivity um, really stood out to me. And it's uh, by Mallory Dunn, who is the fo- founder of a body positivity fashion line called Smart Glamour. And she said, to me, body positivity means accepting the body you have, as well as the changes in shape, size, and ability it may undergo due to nature, age, or your own personal choices throughout your lifetime. It's the understanding that your worth and what's going on with you physically are two separate entities, that no matter what's happening inside, outside, or to your body, you're still just as worthwhile as the person next to you. And I thought this quote was really powerful because especially like, we don't really talk a lot about body positivity too, when people are sick or like go through certain things like cancer and stuff and how that changes their body and that can maybe even change their internal sense of, you know, them feeling even positive about their body. So it's, I think it's really, this quote really like brings to the table that like, it means accept that body positivity is about accepting your body and the changes that may happen that are outside of you and that your worth is not tied to your body if it's sick or if it, um, loses certain types of abilities. And I just thought that was really important. I didn't know if you all had any like initial reactions to this quote. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I love this quote and I think it's amazing. And just as you were talking, Dara, I was also thinking about, you know, the part where it says changes in shape, size and ability. Something that I've absolutely loved seeing as of recent is women celebrating and really acknowledging the fourth trimester. Um, And just like women coming together and being like, it's okay if you snap back, it's okay if you don't snap back, like whatever it is, but just women embracing like, hey, like I just brought a whole nother life into this world and my body is gonna do what it needs to do. It knows what it needs to do. It knows what it needs and I'm not gonna pressure it and I'm going to take my time with it. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because speaking of these, you know, beauty standards and body positivity, like we're kind of just bombarded with these images of, oh my goodness, I had a baby three seconds ago and like, (laughs) look at my abs. Uh, But it's like, no, there's real mothers who 
you know, their body is going to change how it changes. And to see that being embraced and, and people being proud of it and, and knowing that it's okay and it's natural and it's beautiful, um, I think is such an amazing thing to see. And I love seeing um, all women in general, but especially Black women embracing that for sure. Thank you. I also agree. I love this quote and I'm so grateful that you shared it with us because I, I I think I also had an immediate thought about pregnancy and how your body changes as a result of giving birth. Um, and so for me, like that was something I'm, I don't have much more to add than what Ryan already said. I just, I agree. That's a, a special time in women's lives. And I think going along those lines, thinking about your body when you're sick was something that really struck me too, because there are sometimes things that happen to our body that are out of our control. And so for us to be able to kind of find love and self-acceptance in those moments, I think that really is powerful and transformative. So that's key. And I think, especially as it relates to pregnancy, like um, having friends who have gone through situations where their pregnancy was safe and healthy, they had a healthy delivery, but now after being um, given birth, like their body isn't the same as it was before. When you're used to being fit or you're used to being kind of um, looking a certain way and feeling a certain way, it can be that much more stressful to have things happen that are out of your control, um, similar to when you're sick. And so for for people to be able to find community in that, I think is really um, a push in the right direction for understanding that we do have changes in our bodies as we age and as things happen and like, it's okay. Um, Cause I think, of course, like with the body positivity movement, a lot of it started about weight. So a lot of what we see is around being fat and being okay to be fat, but we don't, again, right. We don't talk about what it means to change your body to change because you get sick or um, because you change jobs. And so now you um, have different ability. Like I can't, my knees ain't like Megan no more. So and that could be a, a matter of age or just other things happening. So thank you for sharing that. I was going to add though, thinking about body positivity, one, um, one, I guess, area that really frustrates me about this conversation are the Facebook and Instagram doctors that don't have degrees who think that, you know, you loving yourself as you are, or you being body positive, if you're overweight, or if you're not healthy by whatever their health standards are, that it means that we're kind of accepting people becoming more unhealthy. And I think that is complete BS um, for so many reasons, but it's definitely worth a conversation for why it's okay to love your body as it is, even if you want to change it. And even if you are working to actively change how it looks, um, especially as it relates to weight, body positivity does not mean that you're not trying to be healthy or that you're trying, it's not mutually exclusive from health. So just wanted to say that. I think that's a perfect segue to give a special shout out to everyone who's been following me on social media um, that has seen me meal prep for years and lose the same 10 pounds over and over again. Uh, thank you. Y'all are loyal. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to talk about loving community. So we've talked about the importance of self-love and we know that when you are able to love yourself and give from a fuller cup, you're able to give more back to the community. So my question for you all is, so how does self-love 
impact the way you show love to yourself and others within relationships, friendships, situationships, familiar relationships, workplace relationships, all the ships. So does that include entanglements? Especially entanglements. (laughs) That's such a great question. Brie, do you want to take a stab at this first? It sounds like, I mean, you, you are on a roll there. (laughs) I'm going to think about it. (laughs) Um, so actually, this question makes me think of a really hard conversation I had with a partner one time where I was just, I was operating at like 3%, like my spirit was low, like, and I had to to say to my partner, I was like, I, I don't have the capacity, I can't show up for you how I want to and how you deserve to be loved because I'm running on fumes right now. And it, and it has nothing to do with you. It's, it's, it's about me and and what I'm going through. And so how you, and, and that was a form of self-love too. Right. And thankfully I was in a, I was in an environment where it was safe to, it was safe to communicate that and safe to let that be known, but it was a very hard conversation, you know, that it's like, I can't, I can't love you fully if I don't even feel like myself right now, you know? Um, So it certainly impacts how you show love to others and how you show up for others. And something that my friend, my dear friend, Emma always says is you always have to take care of your star player. Um, And like when you are really looking out for you and you're making sure that you're fulfilled and you're good, like you only show up better for the people around you because like Brie was saying earlier in the episode, like what's on the inside is going to naturally exude on the outside. So like when you have that peace, like people will feel that peace around you. When you feel joy, people will feel that joy around you. Like it just, it permeates, like it's almost effortless. Um, and people can feel that we talk about energies all the time like you can feel when somebody's energy is off you can feel when the dynamic in a room changes maybe the work environment changes so really just taking a step to or a moment to to check in with yourself and ask yourself what do I need right now to feel a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent or just kind of like good to go. So I know that the, the places I'm stepping into, I'm bringing my best self. That's super important. And like, I do that now with work with y'all know, I do that with friendships. I am notorious for just being like, no, notorious. Nope. And it's, it's honestly not because I don't love my friends or because I don't want to spend time with y'all, but I always say like, I don't want to be the person who, who taints the energy. You know what I mean? Who's like, if I'm not on the same wave, like I want y'all to enjoy the space and I will join you when, when I'm in the space to do so, you know? Um, so certainly affects how you show up. And conversely, I really appreciate when, any of my friends or loved ones are like, hey, I know that we had plans, but I'm really just not feeling myself today. Or they didn't even have to give a reason. Can we just reschedule? And I totally get it because I've had those days. I've had those weeks. I've had those months, you know? Um, So definitely just going back to that extending grace to yourself and extending grace to others for sure. 
Yeah, thank you. You bring up such a good point. I think Dara hinted at this when she opened up the question with like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so it really is so important to take stock of who, you, where you are emotionally um, and also to make sure that you're good because um, you are only able to help and give to others if you have taken care of yourself first. And so I think of for sure, like that self-love aspect and loving community is really being aware of what you need um, and also having your boundaries set, like, especially as it comes to like romantic relationships. I think self-love is being aware of what your deal breakers are and honoring them um, so that you don't, you don't get in any entanglements <laughs> or issues that are hard to get out of. Um, and I think it's also like being able to be unapologetic about it too. So like it's, it really is knowing who you are, what you need and what you want, um, but not losing sight of being flexible too. Cause I think that's where the aspect of the balance between loving yourself and loving the people around you come in. So it's, it's finding that delicate balance of, I love you, I love me. I'm gonna have to put myself first. Sometimes you may put others first, especially if you're in the type of people I know that Ryan and I are very giving people. Dara, you too. Being a person who gives and gives and gives so much of yourself that, you know, sometimes it's you're left with nothing. And so I think it's easy to lose, to find yourself on the other side of that, that battle. And so it is about maintaining flexibility, but also maintaining steadfast and whatever boundaries <clears throat> that you need to set for yourself. I love how you said that self-love is also about self-awareness. And I think that one of the things that I've learned is that when I'm not in my, the most loving and caring of myself, like it makes like my partner have to do more work to make me feel better. And then I'll see that he's more emotionally drained and I'm like, okay, like self, I need to work more on my self-love so that I'm not, you know, draining those who, who love me and care about me. Cause that can be really problematic because then they're you know giving from an empty cup which isn't fair for them so definitely self-aware self-love is about being self-aware about how you show up around the people that you love and I think that also when I really practice self-love I'm less critical about myself I'm less like second guessing and then I'm also more confident whether it's in relationships friendships at work so self-love really can permeate every area of your life so it's really important to have like a practice um, of doing that and being intentional. Can I just jump in oh, right go. there? Yeah, yeah. Because I think you hit on something really important and y'all know that I'm a big communication person. So a question I wanted to ask y'all is, so you have a conversation with your partner where it's like, I'm, I'm not feeling that great or, you know, however you communicate with your partner that you need a little bit of time to yourself. My question is, when the, when your partner has that conversation with you, how do you respond to that? How do you navigate that? Because I think that like, th these are the things that we're not taught, right? Like a lot of our behaviors we, we mimic and we see from our parents from who or our guardians, whoever our caretakers were. And so we'll lash out, we will start a fight, maybe we'll throw up some defense mechanisms. Like not everybody is in a place where they're like, I'm, 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 this is lacking and I need to work on this. It often comes out in other ways and we project or we do this or we do that. So have y'all ever been in a situation where a partner isn't 
clearly saying like hey like my cup isn't they're not saying like my cup is is empty right now it comes out another way and you being a self-aware person how do you respond to that how do we respond as partners when our partner or our loved one or our, our sibling whoever it is says hey I'm struggling with this or whatever the case may be yeah so I remember when my boyfriend first told me like oh I just need the weekend to myself I just wanted to chill and I was so hurt I was like what you don't want to spend every waking moment with me how dare you and I took it and I took it personally and then he had to like explain it to me it's like because then I thought like oh he doesn't want to spend time with me doesn't want to hang out but that's not it like he wants to be his best self for himself and also for me and for everybody else in his life. And he's giving to a lot of people and he just doesn't have enough left for himself. So really, I really had to like take a step back and, and realize that it's not about me. Like, it's not like about you. Like it's about the other person needing to take care of themselves. And you really have to listen to your, to your person or to your friend or to your partner and like, and see where they're coming from. Because it's, it's, it's not that they, don't want to spend time with you is that they need to take care of themselves and also sometimes like they won't say it but you'll see it in them or maybe they'll be a little bit more irritable or a little bit more tired so you also have to be it's important for them to communicate but also like it's important for you to know your friend or your partner or whatever and realize okay they need some time they need some me time to you know get themselves together and just you know be just be within themselves and not have to like show up for other people that's so real and like um, I have the exact same thoughts as you I've also experienced this a couple times because I'm a person that likes to talk stuff out so I've um, definitely struggled with a person who needs to go and take time and think through their responses before having a disagreement or argument or just a conversation Um, so or even like I know Ryan you are very much the person if you don't if your energy ain't right you ain't gonna go um and I love that about you because like you're aware of what you need and like how you how your energy affects other people um and so like I think about this with like my partner and like him like being that type of person too but I I don't take it personally if Ryan doesn't go to something or if we make plans and somebody needs to cancel but for some reason about when it's your partner and they want to cancel something you just like you you it's hard not to take it personally so I think again that is for sure a level of um, emotional intelligence and practice of communication that is not does not necessarily come easy and you have to work at because uh, not everyone is going to be as self-aware or be able to like Dara is saying express kind of what they need in the moment um, so it's for me it's taking time to say listen I from what I'm understanding from this the energy in the room is that you need this or this and them being like oh I didn't realize you took it at that so that they can then clarify and say no not actually that's not how I feel or yes maybe that is how I feel um but for the longest time I didn't do that I just threw my weight around and you know do the extra stuff where you be real dramatic in the bed pulling covers over because you low-key mad but you don't want them to know you mad um or just like silly stuff where you just kind of want to start an argument or just start a disagreement so that you can say how you really felt but you didn't want to say earlier because you didn't want them to know you was mad again so just like games so it for sure is a testament of growing in communication skills and being able to um, figure out how to communicate effectively and whatever that looks like I think 
is going to be dependent on you and the person. I ain't got nothing to add to that. (laughs) It's so real. It's so hard. And like what people don't tell you when you reach adulthood is that like there are so many things that you have to learn that goes into relationships and like not just your relationships with a partner, but a relationship with yourself. Like I wasn't prepared to deal with some of these like emotions or just like everything that's happening and it's hard and it's complicated and I think like I keep saying grace is just knowing that you know you are your own person your partner is your own person and both y'all are always going to be complex people with complex emotions and experiences and perspectives but trying to find that way back to the middle you know always trying to find that like I'm trying to understand you I'm trying to understand what you need I'm trying to understand what I need you know what I mean um that's hard it's hard man it's so hard nobody nobody warned me about this nobody I don't think anyone has the answers either because it seems like something that's universal for sure like every experience that y'all are sharing it feels like I've had that myself so kudos to us for just like talking about it and verbalizing it because we'd be suffering in silence sometimes just like dear god is this is this a sign (laughs) is it supposed to be like this (laughs) oh my goodness for sure and these little self-help books don't help either I remember I read act like a lady think like a man by Steve Harvey oh Mm -mm. my goodness (laughs) <laughs> I mean, helpful. to be fair, it worked for Lori. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, I can't talk. Hey, I won't knock it. <laughs> I was out of commission. A, a celebrity relationship has never really affected me like that, but this one hurt. This one hurt. Yeah, because <laughs> he was the guy. He was our king. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. I'm glad they found love, even if it's gonna last three months. No okay. shade. That all the shade what are you talking about I just need to put my sunglasses on <laughs> block it out <laughs> no it's just uh, obviously we could talk about this forever and just love and relationships and so many different ways that we could take this but I definitely appreciate you know taking the time with you all just to even kind of start this conversation because I know that obviously me and Brie lived together for was it two or three years four years oh my god so we lived four years together um we've had a lot of conversations about how like body positivity and self-love and loving others it's truly a journey like there is no destination there are maybe there are checkpoints like if you need to feel the if you feel the need to measure things like that but it's like you know the body positivity conversations that me and Brie were having in 2016 some of them were the same in 2020 and some of them were different you know um and I think also just remembering that a journey isn't always linear you know and giving your being kind to yourself that it's like you know your weight is going to fluctuate, your emotions are going to fluctuate, your mental state is going to fluctuate, like, and that's okay, like, it's not going to be super stagnant all the time, like, we grow and we evolve as, as people, and we're just trying to kind of ride the wave as it goes, and I think that's what self-love is kind of, I think that's where I'm at right now in 2021, it's like, self-love is just riding the wave, and letting, letting things 
roll off you know what I mean like I'm not feeling that great about my body today or or emotionally I don't feel like my best self or whatever the case is and just acknowledging that moment and honoring that it's there but also letting it go when it goes um, and not letting it you know dictate a whole week or hour minute whatever the case is that's so important thank you for saying that I actually heard a quote recently that was basically saying that just that that you you know relationships and love and just journey is or the process of finding love and that goes for you know platonic relationships as well as like romantic ones it really is about um just surrendering to the process and focusing on the journey not necessarily the goal because you're right it does change goals change like ideas of what's important changes um and what self-love looks like for you will change as well so it's yeah waking up today and being like today ain't the day but tomorrow it might be and I think I thank you for saying that because that's something I will for sure take away from this is just letting rolling with the the punches and riding the wave and so that was awesome. I love that. And with that, we'll close with what's one thing that you want to do for yourself this month? This is easy for me because y'all, let me tell y'all, when <laughs> all this stuff happened with COVID, I got into this, like, you know, we've talked about exercise or trying to find a balance, like mm-hmm. on a couple of episodes last season. And so I still, of course, that's a forever struggle for me, but I went out and purchased a bike. Um, okay. And I ordered this bike back in September, the beginning of September. And y'all completely forgot about the bike because the everybody I think was so into this need to like get out and explore and bike and stuff that the company pretty much like, <laughs> depleted their inventory and so they've been spending the last months trying to just like fulfill orders from back literally before like I think right when COVID started in March so I got my bike last week a full four months later wait yeah four months later almost five months later and I'm excited to get out there and get on these streets um and just go for a ride like I haven't really ridden bikes since I was a child like I would ride occasionally if I'm trying to go somewhere, right? You know, you can rent bikes in certain cities and like um, use them to uh, as like public transportation. But for me, I haven't biked just to bike for fun in a really long time. So that's going to be a new form of self-care for me and self-love because it's good exercise, but also um, it's not hot right now in Texas. So I just want to get out and feel the sun um, and just enjoy, yeah, a nice bike ride. So that is something I'm really looking forward to. And I've even got a couple of paths mapped out that are across the city um, just to go out and explore. I think for me, something that I I really need to challenge myself to do this month is to do something for myself that's actually not tied to a goal. Like I have this habit of always being like, okay, like I'm doing this because it's for my professional development or my personal development or it's for this or it's for that but just I just need to do anything (laughs) that's just not tied to some just its own standalone event and maybe that will be buying some chocolate covered strawberries for myself maybe that will be going for a walk and not because I need to get a workout in but um really just like I'm trying to decouple things from always needing a purpose um because that's been stressing me out lately is just 
always feeling the need to be having everything that I do being towards something and not just something truly for myself. So I will report on my progress <laughs> in the next episode as to what I figured out what that is. Awesome. I think for me, I want to try two new recipes a month. I think that's doable. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm just kind of getting sick of what I'm cooking <laughs> and I buy and I buy food out like a lot and I'm trying not to do that anymore. So I want to like have create my own, well, not create my own recipes, use other people's recipes, but like expand my cooking skills so that I can make more stuff for myself at home. All right, so as we come to a close, thank you all. Happy Black History Month to you all. We'll see you on the next round. Black out. Black out. out. (laughs) We're going to get it together one day. (laughs) One day. Thank you for listening to Project Black. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe. To stay connected, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Until next time, take it easy and keep bridging the things that matter the most to you. Blackout! Blackout!